How's it going, Brandon? Shut that shit off. Listen here, you. We've got we've we've got some great background music that that the Twitter has provided us. And I know it's not the Twitter anymore. I know it's not. But I just can't call it X. Like it's just weird. Well, It'll always be Twitter. I don't care what anybody says. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the season two premiere of The Writer's Block. My name is Brandon Morehouse. And I'm Jake Flukiger. Oh, we're so excited to be here. I know Jake and I have been... It's been a long summer. It has been a long summer. It has been, yes. And welcome, everyone. As usual, you can listen to this on any major podcast networks. Uh, network. I don't know why I said network, but fuck it. Moving on. <laughs> it's all um, good. Provider, you. This is an open discussion. You can request that Jake and I are going to take a couple of minutes to discuss amongst ourselves a couple of things, and it's an open discussion. You're welcome to join in, join in with any questions, comments, concerns, whatever. Bring it on. So, Jake, yes, Brandon, how was your summer? How was your? Summer? Uh, my summer has been busy. I have been gone a lot. Um, I did get to go to um, a writer's retreat, which was amazing. Met so many amazing awesome. people there. Yes. Um, Mel is actually one of them. Hello, Mel. Good to have you here. Um, Hello, Mel. Welcome to the show. And uh, it, I, and then we went to the lake and we just did all these, all sorts of things. And so it was a lot. But I did get to go to the east coast for the first time and actually like get in the ocean so now i've been Ooh. to both sides of the uh the continent oh good for you pretty fun that's how was your summer brandon fun. we don't want to talk about my summer because my summer it sucked. did not suck <laughs> give me a break it did suck it totally sucked i threw my back out that is true you did throw your it, back out yeah that was pretty rough I'm just getting over that. Um, worked all summer between both jobs. That's about it. That's really all I did. <laughs> but but, but I, your back is healing. My back is healing. I've been incorporating more yoga into my life and doing more stretches and cardio. And now it's just, we've got this heat dome over the Midwest. And it's just, it's so fucking hot. Like, it's so hot. But it's, it's supposed <sighs> to break, right? Yes, it's like 110 with a heat index of like 120. It's so hot. Like, whatever. But you just have to make it till Friday. I, yeah, and then I found out my favorite Chinese place got sold, and I'm really, now, really upset by here's, I, I'm I, really upset. I need everybody to understand this. Really, really, I need them to understand this. Brandon is obsessed with this Chinese food place. Like, he goes all the time. And so the fact that it got sold is like world shaking for him. It, it, my life, I'm done. I just, I don't want to anymore because it's so, it's a little family owned Chinese restaurant. It's literally right across the street from my house. Oh, it's so good. Like, and the portions are large portions. And I, oh my God, I just, I can't. I don't know if I can do writer's block without my Chinese food. Well, luckily, the restaurant is still open. It's not like it is. Yeah, it's just under. It's basically just under new management. Yeah, it's under new management. <laughs> Brandon made this huge deal. He I, was like, I was dying for him inside. My poor little heart was broken. And then I come to find out that the restaurant is still there and still in existence, and they're not even changing the menu. 
Uh, I don't know about that. I would. It would be dumb of them to, but I don't know. I don't know about that. So we'll see. And the new owner's kind of hot. Let's just say that. I shouldn't say that because they asked me about the. <laughs> they asked me about my podcast today, and I gave it gave them to him. And he's like, my son would like that. Oh, Brandon. <laughs> if, oh, Brandon. If the son of the new Chinese place owner is listening, well. I already said it, so fuck it, whatever. Moving on. Anyways. <laughs> you are such a dork. Oh, my God. Uh, whatever. I own it. We both had we both had birthdays Yeah, we summer. both had birthdays. We're both another year older. Um, and, yeah. you know, Brandon's <laughs> getting up there in age, and so we want to just, <gasps> you know, you know oh. shed a little tear for a minute. I don't, want your, I don't want your sympathy tear at all. I don't want it. Fine. Fine. You don't have to have it. You're... At least I'm still in my 30s. You are still in your 30s. I turned 40 this year, and let me tell you, I am okay with it. It's it's well, just another number. Married, so that's because you're married and have kids. Like I'm working this gay single scene. It's, it's rough. It's rough. It's rough. A little rough. Oh, I got married over the summer. You did not get married over the summer. Oh. Damn it. See, Jake, you're supposed to run with But you did get endowed to perform wedding ceremonies. I did. I, did. I totally ordained. did. Ordained. Or I was like, endowed is not the right word. But I did get ordained to do wedding ceremonies. And somebody asked me, and I was like, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. You should do it. It's It would be so much fun if you were to, to do See, a wedding. I would make it all about me. That's the problem. You'd make, you'd make like, it funny, though. I would just cause just cause the bride is one of my best friends and it's her second wedding. And I was like, I'm wearing jeans. And she's like, I don't give a shit. I was like, okay, I'm just making sure. Just do whatever. Just do whatever. It's both of your second weddings. I don't give a fuck what I, I'm, whatever. Anyways. So we really don't have a topic tonight. We're just doing hot topics is what we're going to be discussing and just kind of, there's been a lot happening in the writing world. And I feel like we should just, kind of cover bases and check in and see how everyone's doing. And we will, I promise we need to find me a new topic to bring up on every episode. Cause I can't bring up dino erotica all the time. Anymore. I, so last season, it was, that was so last season. <laughs> I can't believe that you brought it up again. Oh my gosh. I thought we were doing a clean break from that. <sighs> I mean, can you ever, the funny thing is I'm going to bring up a dino erotica and I'm reading the Lost World, which I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of reading this summer. I will say that. Which a lot. Which which I'm glad you did a lot of reading. Um, yeah, Brandon, are we gonna are we gonna let some other people talk, or are we gonna keep going? I guess we should open it up and let other people talk because I know Chris has been prepping his shade. Um, but it's all out, it's all out of love. It's all out of love. Kim always has trouble getting on here, so let's hope that it works. She's on. She's on. She's on. Yay. Kim, we love you. Hello. What's up? It is so good to have you on the show. Um, I'm, I, this may be just be a coincidence, Kim, but did you get on to discuss Dino Erotica, apparently? No. Perfect. I got on let, to tell you to stop that crap. <laughs> Let's move on from that subject then. Okay, move on. I, I would just like to point out 
that so far in the course of the eight minutes you guys have been on air, uh, we've already got Jake talking about Brandon's endowments over the summer. Oh, and no, it's no, 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 Love it. Um, but hi, did you miss me? Because if the answer was yes, I'm sorry. We totally missed you, Chris, obviously. Well, miss is a strong word. It's I'm missed. on a podcast. Look. Am I disturbing you guys? Sorry, talking to my children. Oh, you're good. <laughs> um, you're good, Kim. <laughs> so, so, so my question to the group is, what, did we read any good books this summer? No. Okay. I mean, I wrote no. a good book this summer. Does that count? Yes, Chris, that counts. Tell of us about what counts. book you wrote. So I uh, am still writing it. Uh, I am uh, working on a young adult uh, kind of supernatural spookiness. Um, it's uh, It follows a transgender goth girl uh, and uh, a technically dead girl as they try to solve the mystery of what evil force is present in the local high school. Um, it's uh, my, my tagline for it is a girl that's dead on the inside and a girl that's dead on the outside team up to stop evil forces at a local high school. That sounds cool. That's good. That's real good. I like the title. Uh, and I, I would like to point out, I have the perfect title for it. It literally wrote itself. What, um, what is the perfect title for it? Dead Named. Okay, I I absolutely love that actually. Um, I think having um, I think having so much representation in literature is really important because there are so many people out there that do not see themselves yet in books, um, and that's a big that's a big deal. Um, you know, I I just think that we we should have more of that. That would be my, yeah. my thing. I agree. It's I'm trying to really give a lot of uh, representation to my writing. Like every one of my stories has some form of representation in some form or fashion. Um, and I've been loving with uh, with writing dead names so far because it's letting me throw in some like little homages to classic uh, horror throughout the ages. Like the main character's name is Rosemary, referencing Rosemary's baby. Um, <laughs> Uh, nice. it's, I get to write from two completely different perspectives because instead of doing like numerical chapters, I'm doing perspective shifts. So you Oof. get some perspective from Rosemary who has this like darker kind of jaded worldview because she lives in this kind of trashy situation and she's dealing with a lot of, you know, legitimate problems that she's having to cope with. Uh, and then it switches over to the other character, 13, who is just absolutely like in love with the world and is completely like oblivious to the fact that the world's kind of a trashy place. Um, so, but not in like it like ignorant way. Like she knows the world is bad, but she just perceives it in a fun way. So Chris, you're, so let's, you're let's, writing you're writing about me and Brandon. <laughs> I mean, so like when I say this girl's like oblivious, right, and like is like just impossibly chipper uh to to prove to rosemary because rosemary doesn't think she's dead she literally walks out in front of oncoming traffic and lets herself get hit by a car and then just sits up and like see totally dead yeah that's yeah it's totally us totally us i what, love it what 
I want to go back to your writing different perspectives because somebody who, as somebody who writes a, a lot of different perspectives, I want to talk about that for a minute. But I do want to point out that Jake and I were talking the other day and I was talking about Star Wars and I was like, you and I are like... Oh, do not bring this up. Pause, do not bring this up. And I was like, you know who we're like, right? And he's like, no. I said, well, you're C-3PO and I'm R2. I, and he's like, no, no. I'm like, that's... I am not C-3PO. I am not some gold robot who is just blah. No. Actually, yeah, you are. Dang it, Kim! <laughs> Thank you, Kim. No! Yes. No! Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> Hold on. It could be worse. You could be... You could be it's angsty. Yeah, it's like you could be angsty, and they can't Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> We're, not we're, we're that. so not doing that. I would much rather be no. the gold robot. But can we pick something else besides like the Star Wars things where I get to be somebody a little bit? I'm, I'm on a Star Wars pick right now because Ahsoka dropped yesterday. So spoilers. Leave me alone. No spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. No don't spoilers. Spoil it. No spoilers. I'm not gonna say anything. I don't ruin stuff for people. But you're good. So for the sake of saving, for the sake of saving Jake from the Star Wars conversation. Uh, my first comment in the thread so far for this podcast, uh, which can be your tagline for this episode, is hashtag Brokeback Brandon. Yes, it is. <gasps> yes, it is. And it was marvelous. I about died laughing. I mean, that's pretty funny. Okay, so I want to go back to writing different perspectives since that we got brought up. How, how, how are you? Because, Jake, you know I write a good different perspectives. Brandon, let's be honest, Brandon has like 16 main characters and writes all over the board and uh, you know, the perspectives are are a lot. And so for a lot of authors writing different like two perspectives or three or four is a lot. Um yeah. a lot of authors stick with just one perspective and that's totally kosher. Like, totally, totally jump on that. That's awesome. Um, Chris, how are you handling writing to perspectives? So I know, like, for progression of the narrative, I kind of look for points where um, it's... So, so it's a combination of, like, scene transition. Like, what's a good point to transition the scene to something else? Yeah. Um, versus what's a good time to throw in a different perspective? So, like... Uh, referencing one of the very early scenes because I'm still relatively early in the in the story, um, when Thirteen is talking to Rosemary and is trying to convince her that she's dead, right? Um, it starts out in Rosemary's perspective with like Rosemary waking up, leaving her house, and just like being like, "Oh God, this weird girl that I met yesterday came back to haunt me again." As like, how the hell do you even find out where I live? All that fun stuff. So it's all from like Rosemary's perspective of like, who is this crazy girl? Uh, and then, like, Rosemary watching 13 walk out in front of this oncoming car and just get sent flying through the air and, like, rolling over the car. Um, and, like, watching her sit up and just be like, see? Totally dead. And running off screaming. I then shift my perspective to 13, watching Rosemary run off screaming. Um, with the mentality of, like, huh, maybe I should have warned her first. <laughs> I, love I fucking love that. That's so me. Like, eh. I probably shouldn't have done it like that. Like, yeah. all nonchalant about it? Okay. Oh, no, it's even better. So, like, because I, I, I leave in little nods of, like, um, a few little nods from 13's perspective. So, like, uh, one of the ghosts that she talks to 
because her job in the story is she's a ghostwriter. Her entire job is to go around and collect stories from the restless dead to help them find peace to move on. Um, so like that's her whole shit because she has this journal that she writes all the ghost stories in. And there's this elderly gentleman who is a ghost that just walks the same path to and from to get snacks for his uh, poker game he was supposed to have that night. Uh, and she watches because he's in like this loop where like they just keep playing out their last final moments over and over and over. Um, and she watches as like the exact same car uh, in the loop hits him and like sends him flying across the road and then just speeds off. And she's like, huh, small world. <laughs> weird. Hmm. Huh, weird, small world. So how do you, okay, let me add, like, how do you indicate to the reader that you made that transition from one point of view to the other like how do you make that seamless or make so, it an easy transition i should say so from a formatting perspective i do it through um alternating uh the character's name at the top of the title page for the okay. chapter uh so like it'll go from rosemary to 13 rosemary 13 back and forth back and forth um so whatever the chapter quote unquote is i put the uh the character that you're getting the perspective of at the top See, and Chris, that's how I do it, too. In my um, Pen Pal Dragon one, um, it is, it's back and forth and back and forth. Um, and it's a fun way to write. It really is. It gives you a lot of hope for the story. Well, I like it because it's one of those things where, like, if you're struggling to tell the story at a point from one character's perspective, it gives you the option to shift gears and tell the same story from a different character's perspective. Um, that, and that sometimes can help with breaking up, you know, monotony it can help with, if you're feeling unmotivated, like, Oh, I want to tell the story, but I, you know, I'm just, I don't want to be angsty today. Like, okay, right. cool. Well, I can tell it from 13's perspective and just be super airheaded about it instead. Or if it's like, Oh my God, I don't have the mental spell slots to be airheaded today. And I've just had a crap day. I'm going to tell the story from my angsty teenager goth girl's perspective, and it'll be great. So how do we as authors, um, if there's like a, like if one person, there's like a big reveal, but only one person knows it, and then the other person doesn't, and you switch perspective, perspectives, how do you cope with that? Because now your reader and one of the characters has it, like how do you deal with that? So I will say part of it, I mean, of course, some of it's going to be situationally unique to the story that you're telling and how you right. as a writer uh, operate with your narrative structure. So like for me, again, because I'm still fairly early on, um, 13 knows about the, the evil that's in the school. Like she actually experiences it. She knows about it. Um, but Rosemary has no clue. Like she's kind of getting keyed in, but she hasn't seen it yet. So it's just kind of balancing and remembering um, the perspectives of like, what people know. I think a, a really good example is um, if you've ever run like a tabletop game like Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder, um, you have to portray these characters as the DM where you know things and like you have to tell your, your players how to know things um, without giving too much from the wrong person. Um, so it's just a matter of keeping in mind, like, what does 13 know versus what does Rosemary know? And sometimes you'll get things that you know as one person. So, like, right now, as, as, from 13's perspective, you know there's this evil force in the school that's attacking people. 
Um, but Rosemary doesn't know that. So it leaves you with this kind of suspense later on when she's left alone and she's starting to notice these little red flags. You know they're red flags because you know it from 13's perspective, but she has no idea. So you kind of have the sense of like, oh my God, is she in danger? What's going to happen to her? And you can use it to build things like suspense and things like that because you as the reader know something that your char- that your current character doesn't. Right. I just, Im- I imagine that like, what is it? Uh, Horace, a scary movie too, right? The the girl's sitting there and she's like screaming, don't go in there. Like she's yelling at the screen. Like, you know what's going to happen. But that character that's in the movie that she's yelling at doesn't. Right. And, and no, and it makes sense. And I think in some genres, like I said, this is meant to be kind of like a spooky sort of mm-hmm. uh, horror-esque uh, story. Um it kind of works though, right? Because it falls into that sense of you as the as the viewer know, oh my god, there's a monster in there, don't go in there. And you just have to kind of watch as your main as the main character stumbles into a bad situation and you just kinda have to be along for the ride sometimes. Right. And part of me is like, oh yeah, you want to do that reveal like there is a monster in there. But then to carry this uh, story along a little bit just to kind of like tease, don't have the monster in there. And they got out somehow, right? That's that's exactly. not always right. So okay, that's cool. I mean, that sounds interesting. Writing in different different perspectives is. I always struggle with that. Always, Jake knows that, and he's like, "Damn it, Brandon, where it's, are you writing from?" The the biggest thing with writing from different perspectives is just you have to have a general idea of where you're going with the story. You don't have to have like, you know, point A to B to C to D to E all drafted out is god knows i never outline i'm i'm one of the bad writers i never outline crap I'm a uh, I, it's great i just fly by the seat of your pants it's the best way to write hear me out every time i've made an outline my story has taken a sharp deviation away from it i'm like why am i going to spend 10 hours of my life drafting uh, this perfect outline that i will never successfully use now, there the i'm kind of a plotter you are kind of a plotter brandon there are a lot of there are other plotters in company tonight um, and there are panthers in company tonight, so you know we've got we've got a, a wide range of of people here tonight. Wide range, you said that. I'm right? a strong advocate of fake until you make it right in styles. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt uh, you, Chris. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Uh, yeah, my cat is interrupting it? me more than anything. It's it's okay. Jake just interrupts people all the time. I it's do fine. not interrupt people all the time. Anyways, moving on. Wow. Just wow. <laughs> oh, no. Mom and dad are fighting again. Oh, mom and dad uh, are no. always fighting, but in, like, a fun banter way. Sure. Anyways. Rude. Um, Come on. <laughs> so I want to talk social networks for a minute. Gross. Has everyone moved over to blue? It's the blue sky. Has anyone tried it? Because there's been a lot this summer where it's like threads and then blue sky has come out and then all this stuff with Twitter or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't fucking know anymore. Like, it is Twitter. I will forever stand my it's ground. It is called Twitter. 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 I don't care if someone doesn't like it. It's called Twitter. David, we couldn't hear you. What did you say? Twitter for life. Yes. Yes, yes. exactly. I don't... I love it. 
I don't get it. I've try I'm on Blue Sky and I just found out Jake is on Blue Sky two days ago. The I'm also on Blue Sky, so you know like, I don't yeah. Yeah, we of course we all want to be following each other over there, but if you need invite codes, let me know. I've got two I think left. Um Yeah, Carolyn, I will either Brandon can get you on or I can get you on. Um we can absolutely do that. So Yes, we can do that. There's a lot of welcome backs. Uh-huh. Hello, Jason and Kim. DraftKings is apparently saying hello. Just, <laughs> just for anybody who is not speaking yet, <laughs> don't, don't forget that um, <laughs> that all you have to do is click the little mic button in the corner if you want to speak. We, this is a discussion. It's not just us talking. Please feel free to jump in, join in, and have fun with us. Yes, yes, of course. Ooh, how much I, fun. Thank you, Cam. <laughs> so hey, this is the first this is the first time I've been smiling in two days. Be happy. Yay. Kim, that makes me so happy. Oh, she's on your side, Jake. Everyone's on a distinctive side. You're either Team Jake or Team Brandon on No no no. I shade both of you equally. I'm an equal opportunity, so that's why. Jake, what was it the other day that I got you on? It was like you said that you were like glass is always half full and i'm like no the glass is always half empty oh because water's made yeah because then you said there was air. So there's more air in the glass than there is water he's like damn it brandon <laughs> and then i said the glass is always full because obviously air and water are both in there so we both have our perspectives so <laughs> i don't know what to say about that they're just who we are brandon i want to go back to your initial question which was, have you read any good books this summer? Because yes. Brandon, you've been reading a lot this year. I read 12 books over the summer. Which is awesome. Awesome. Brandon, what was your favorite book that you read over the summer? Ooh, over the summer? God, I don't even know what books, I don't even know. I would probably have to say Divergent. That one was so good. So good. Did you like Divergent more than The Hunger Games? I, I, I don't know. That's a tough call. I really like, I'm, I'm a big dystopian person. Like, I love my dystopian stories. I need to get Handmaid's Tell, but that's a tough call. Because I think The Hunger Games movies were better. I would, if I have uh, movies, movies, we're not talking about movies. About I know. Books. That's why I'm like, cause I loved the movies. The movies were so good. I, I think the character in hunger games was much better. Okay. She was so much better. So I appreciate that a lot more. And okay, cool. What was your favorite this summer, Jake? Did you do any reading? Um, I have done a lot of reading this year. Um, my goal is to make it to 104 books before the end of the year, you're, you're fucking which, <laughs> which I know is a lot and it's kind of ridiculous, but <laughs> it's just kind of happening. So I'm on like 75, I think. Um, get the fuck out of here. But, you can leave. <laughs> I would like to point out, Jake, I would like to point out, Jake, if you happen to read any of my uh, manuscripts, that does count as reading a book. Yes. So if you want, I can help give you some titles. Oh. Whoa, 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 when manuscripts don't count. If Matt 
manuscripts. Manuscripts count. absolutely count as books. They are technically if books. Manuscripts count. I have so many books read, more than seventy-five. <laughs> manuscripts absolutely finished manuscripts absolutely count as books. Um, no, first drafts don't count though. First drafts don't. Count. That's 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 gotta be. A rule. I will agree with David. If it's a first draft, it doesn't count. There's got to be a line there. It is. Right? It is. It, it is your polished manuscript. Once you, if it is a manuscript, you're like, oh, that's pretty. I'm gonna show that off to somebody now. It can that, count. Okay, you might I be ashamed mean, about it. You might be ashamed is, about it and regret if, that decision. <laughs> if you're in the editing process, I don't think it should count. Brandon, you're just saying that so I can't count yours. I will say, I will say, if it's in the initial editing process, because I feel like until it hits publication, it's always in the editing process. Right. You can sit there and be like, "This is done. It's perfect. It's great." And then it goes to a publisher, and they're like, "Oh, hey, by the way, here's fifty thousand things that we don't like. Please change." Um, it's still let, in editing. Okay, I can. Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, let me ask this, because my one of my best friends and I got into it. Do plays count as books? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. It's still narrative fiction. I will second that. I had an accent slip there, don't mind me. I'm going to mute Chris. I'm going to mute you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you cannot mute people. Apparently I'm alone on this hill and I'm like, whatever. I'll just back away from it. It's fine. I, I, I mean, weren't you, just, weren't you just complaining about being lonely in the gay 30 scene? I mean, hold on. I never said I was lonely. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I said I was alone and I'm dealing with it. That pint of ice cream. The the Love pint it. of ice cream is is great <laughs> comfort in times like this. I love you. Isn't that enough? Yeah. Oh, thank you, Kim. Jake, someone here's gotta love me. I know Jake. I do you. Shut up, please. <laughs> oh, Mel's, Mel's asking get, to get on. I'm surprised Jason has it yet, but he's probably at the beach or the uh -huh. bar. What's up, Mel? Him, oh Mel. my God. Okay. What I'm no. doing. First time listener. Yay. 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 <laughs> I just have to jump on the dystopian thing because that's like my favorite genre to read as well. Don't. Oh, I have a Yeah, best I friend. love it. I am like, I just finished all the RFK Quang. I think she did the Poppy War books. She, it was more like, it's less dystopian and more like battle war fantasy. I don't even know how to describe it. But my Ooh. biggest. My biggest sadness for the summer is the biggest dystopian book that I that I, series I love is Red Rising by Pierce Bra uh, Brown, I guess. And his news book sucks. It no. sucks. I know. Did you sad. almost say Pierce Brown? Did you almost say Pierce Brown? Whatever his name is, I don't know what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I'm like, he wrote a book. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that is marvelous. I don't know what his name is. Anyway, I love his books. I love the Red Rising series. And the fact that his new book, which I've been waiting for, like on pins and needles, came out and it sucks. I'm just, I, it just made me so freaking sad. I just, <laughs> I don't even know how, I don't even know how I, to deal. I'll have to look those up because I, those sound interesting. The Red Rising books, the first three are amazing. And then the, for the okay. second three, like the, the four through six are, I would say, Four through five is not great, as great, but not terrible. But the last one was really good. And then this newest one. Oh, wait, no, this newest one is six. I'm sorry. Sorry, my dog. I should shut up now. My dog's going to bark. Bye. You're good. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Um, Mel love it. has this massive, huge dog, by the way. Um, he's and he's so freaking cute, so cute. I like to point out, who's like, how dare you have an opinion? He's like, no, you don't get to speak right now. He's Fergus, and he is he is crazy. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got today. Anyway, I love dystopian. Hit me with better. Hit me with your best dystopian because I need more to read. Ah, so you would like to read my dystopian retelling of Red Riding Hood? Got it. Awesome. I knew. I fucking knew he was gonna do that. I would have bet my house on it. If we're plugging dystopian, I'm writing that right now, boy. I, I mean, do what you gotta do. No shame, right? No shame. No shame. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. <laughs> Jason is now on. Hello, Jason. Let's see if this actually works. I'm actually in transition from the beach to the ball, so. I fucking knew it. Yes, I called I it. Hear, I, hear, I hear my Corbett friends in the background. Hello, bird cousins. How are you? <laughs> yes, I'm actually in transition from the beach to the bar, so. Well, Jason, it's good to have you back on this lovely season, yeah. too. Yeah, uh, what? So tonight's topic is what season opener? Or just it, general? We're just talking about whatever. We are talking about okay. all things book. All right. Uh, well, well, my book that just came out a couple months ago. I got my first sales receipts. I sold nice, Jason. Three hundred and sixteen books in two months. Jason, that's huge. Nice. Uh, which I actually is a lot down from my first book, but uh, I'm actually getting, well, I haven't had any actually real reviews, but everybody that I talk to says they like it. Awesome. Nobody, nobody wants to go on Amazon. Nobody wants to go on Barnes and Noble and freaking leave reviews. Kind of pisses me off okay. right now. So, <laughs> that being said, I have very strong opinions about this, Jason. Yeah. People need to leave reviews. Because reviews are how other people find your book. Exactly. That's, yes. that's how <laughs> that's how they are going to find books that they really like at Barnes and Noble, and it's also how Barnes and Noble um, curates its list based on the reviews that you have and how well the book is doing as far as sales Wait. go. But those reviews are so important, not only on Barnes and Noble, but on Goodreads and on. Um, yeah, I mean, awesome. Awesome. yeah, like it's just everything. Everything well, makes a huge difference to authors. I, I, Jason, I, did you oh. did you get a cup? Did you get some author copies out to uh, some people in the community to read? Oh them? yeah, absolutely. You did? Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I got them out, and that's where I got a lot. I got a lot of good reviews from that, and then I've had people DM me here and there, say, "Hey, I like this. Uh, when's the next one coming out? All that stuff." It's like, uh, okay, yeah, well, I'm working on it right now. I'm actually working on two books right now, and the the, the follow up for the one that was just published is actually kind of on the back burner because I, I realized I cannot multitask. <laughs> Only two at a time. That's adorable. That's cute that you're writing two at once. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually. Wait, hold on, hold on. Is hold on, Brandon. Is that a lot for you, or is that not a lot for you? Hold on, I'm very. That's five books going that's, right now. Oh yeah, I have like Monday six. Morning so I was like, so I'm like, it's okay. Right yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I I can't multitask that well. So. Jason, don't don't you dare let them make you feel bad because lots of us can't multitask. 
Um, chewing gum and walking is really hard for me. So, you know, we just gotta oh, we just that. gotta do what we can. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind Chris and I. We're just over here in the corner being. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, I mean, that's awesome. annoying, but it is. Congratulations. What it is. Yes. Yeah. So. And then uh, my first book actually picked up a lot of sales too because of the second book, which actually kind of surprised me as well. So, yeah. isn't kind that of an added how that works? Like you, everybody's like, "Oh, the second book is coming out. I have to like." There's this new book. Read the first book, right? Yeah, ah. and I actually, I actually never even thought about it until it actually until I, because I, I, I go, you know, I, I get both of the reports. Basic, well, they're about a month apart, but it's close enough. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was kind of got the first one first, and it's like, oh, well, that's interesting. I just went up like almost forty three percent. It's like, huh, interesting. Exactly. And then when okay. the new book came out, it's like, well, huh, uh, three sixteen. It's not terrible, I guess, but I mean, the first one did better, so I don't know. Um, it, it'll, it'll it's build. a slow build. It'll build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my my thing is, I, I'm trying to build up the catalog. You know, obviously, it takes a little time, and I want to get a couple def, def, different WIPs going. Um, uh, you know, for different different things. I the both books I'm working on, one is completely different from the other. The second one's a vampire uh, novel with uh, supernatural inclinations and a lot of history a lot of uh world uh, building history and stuff like that interesting that's going to be a, um going to be a uh a probably four or five book i mean i i i've actually thought about this book for almost 35 years so oh no way yeah and it, it partially it. well i i do a lot of different things so i uh let, let's just say that it kind of resonates more than anything else I've done so far. So um, it's, it's a lot easier to write, actually. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of what's going on with that right now, and I'm just trying to do both at the same time, and well, not failing, but not doing great either. So sometimes you just gotta take a step back and take things one at a time. Story of my life. Story of, <laughs> story of Brandon's life is right. Fuck. Um, <laughs> so, I never got to answer what my favorite book of the summer was. Oh my god! Way to make it about you. It Jesus. is. Jake, what was your favorite book of the summer? Um, Marissa Meyer, Gilded. It's a two-book series. You have to read both of them because it kind of ends on like this horrible incomplete story on the first one um but was so good it's a retelling of rumpelstiltskin but done so well it was beautifully done so that would be my favorite do you feel better now i do i feel much better you you were like i didn't get to tell my story well here's the thing (laughs) the way my brain works with with my lovely ADHD is I kind of cling on to things and I can't let them go until they're done. Otherwise I will completely forget. And then when I forget, then I will beat myself up about it later. I'm aware of how you're. Oh, I know. I know you're very aware. Uh, I'm aware. 
We've been working on this. Jake. I know, I know. I slipped. I'm sorry. It's okay. Don't be sorry. Don't you have nothing to apologize about. This. Anyway. Um, so can I tell you a quick horror story about what a story I heard? Yeah. Within the last You know how I love horror. Well, it's not like a horror story. It's more horrible for me. Okay. And this happened. This like actually yes. happened. Did okay. somebody say horror? Yeah. So, I like horror. So apparently <laughs> years ago, and I've heard this story once in, in this area, and it might just be an urban myth, but I swear to God, it's real. I swear. So this lady had a pet boa constrictor, right? Okay. But she let she lets it out, and no one comment if you've heard this until the end. She would let it out at night and sleep with it. Okay. Okay. So she she notices the snake is not eating. It stops eating and it's like ex, like trying to expand its body or whatever. So she takes him into the vet, and the vet's like, "You need to get rid of that snake because he's getting ready to eat you." Shut up. Because he's sizing he's sizing her up to eat her. Gross. No. Up. Yes. No. Hundred percent. On what, Chris? On a light. Hundred percent. No, I know this one. Keep going. Keep going. I love it. No, that's that's all the further I heard about it. I don't know if there's anything else. Here's but... the thing. Every time that I hear the boa constrictor, as it pertains to writing at all, um, all I can think about is Shel Silverstein's poem. And what poem would that? The be? I'm being eaten by a boa constrictor. Oh yes, yes. yes. It's a very classic one. Yes. Well. That's true. Yeah, so that's all I can think about. That was my happy thought to to follow up with your horror uh, delight. I don't know if that's just... really horror, but <laughs> yes. But Jake got to watch The Simpsons this. I sent him a Simpsons clip, and Jake, what Simpsons clip did I send you? You sent me the clip that they did for their Halloween special thing um, of The Raven, and I absolutely loved it, actually, because it made the... so. Edgar Allan Poe is not the easiest read. And so for a lot of people, it's no. uh, it's so outside their realm of uh, understanding because of the language that he uses that it's it makes it really difficult. Um, but by The Simpsons doing it, they made it very accessible to people because they gave it a face. They, they gave it personality and and visual and it was just really well done i was really impressed and i'm not i here's the here's my thing i was never allowed to watch the simpsons growing up because that was a very bad show in my parents opinion and so when now that i'm older i'm starting to i've seen a couple of episodes i'm watching it with my nephew here and there and brandon watches it all the time and he's like you have to watch the simpsons it's so good um I've seen every episode. He's seen every episode and he's starting to watch them again. And, and um, so I, I have been watching a little bit of The Simpsons and I am, I'm enjoying it. So there's that. Hey, man, The Simpsons predicted the future. They, they seem to predict the future a lot, which is fascinating to me because these writers um, are rather genius in a lot of ways. Um, and I don't think that writing for television in the sense of creativity is different from being a fiction author. You have to have so many ideas. And I know the process itself is very different and the the uh, formatting and everything else is very, very different. Right. But 
Um, I do believe that that writing for uh, whether that's stage or screen or or actual fiction for 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 books is is really very similar in the sense that it takes so much imagination and so much creativity. Yeah, I've been trying to get you more involved in into the Simpsons because I'm like, this is it's. You say The Simpsons in America, and everyone instantly knows who it is. And any of us, I think, would love to to be at that level. And I think it's a way that they've done it that makes things accessible to anybody who watches it. So you you see, and I chose that one specifically because I know Edgar Allan, the, Edgar Allan Poe, and I was like, he's going to relate to this. So I sent that one deliberately because I was like, we can a we can talk about this, which I didn't tell you we were going to be talking about. B, I was like, this is a really good discussion piece because it's like, how can we as authors make something right, like when we're writing it, accessible to, accessible to everyone, anybody who reads it. So I think that's that's a struggle for for authors. I will agree. I think too that with so many, um, I think with so many more books becoming part of different types of media, whether that's television shows or movies, um, even plays. Like, I think that there is this, um, this really great opportunity for writers to have a better chance of visualizing what they want to see out there. Um, one that I'm really excited to watch that just recently came out a little while ago is um, Lockwood and Co. It's like a kind of middle grade YA uh, uh, supernatural um, mysteries and stuff where they have to solve all these cases and everything. Um, and I'm super excited to watch it because it's going to give this um, picture of, of this world that I'm really excited to dive into. I've never seen that show. Hmm. It's a new one. It's on, uh, I think it's on Netflix. Might have to watch it. Yeah. The but books I'm, are really good. I have, I have a token now, so I'm pretty much done for a little bit. Well, it's only two episodes so far. So. <laughs> I was like, you, you've, got that, you've got that in the bag, right? That one's, I've, I watched the first episode right before the show started. So. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I was like, I gotta pause the second one. I was, I am so excited <laughs> for you to watch them. That's exciting. Um, I'm way too excited for it. Um, yes, Brandon. I had a question. Now it's gone. It just. So what happens when you start getting old? Watch it. I don't hey, man. Hey, Jake. I don't, I don't even. I don't even Jake's want to just talking from experience. I am talking from experience. What happened? You remember, right? You remember. Stephen Schwamm remembers. I have been old for so long now, except for not. I just forget things really easily. But my brain, like, I still function on the level of, like, a six-year-old. So it's not really well. Hey, Jake, remember Blockbusters? I do remember Blockbusters. Stephen hey. Schwamm uh, remembers. Wow. 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 <laughs> I can't. Um, See, this is why this is why we do this show, because it's it's 
half of it's bad Like, <laughs> so, Jake, yes. next week's episode. What? Well, we're. Our- I, I know it's a little. I know it's a little early, but we've got the whole season booked already. We do. Yeah, we have topics for every week until the end of the season. I- don't you love how Jake doesn't know this about his own No, podcast? I really do know it because I've got the list of it, but I have to act excited and enthusiastic and put some energy into it. <laughs> and Jake, you actually have a homework assignment that you have not been doing, and I'm kind of upset. What's my homework assignment? You're supposed to be finding us an agent to talk to. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. I just need you to remind me every day until it happens. See that would require I remember. Anyway, <laughs> next week we're talking about we're talking about children's books. Oh, I am so excited for this. For I know. I had to give I had to give books. you one. Um and it, children's books, children's lit at this point encompasses anything from picture books all the way up to young adult. Stop. Save it for next week. But Brandon. No, save it for next week. Anyways, that's a reminder. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, please let one of us know. We can get you on the docket or we can put you in one of our categories because we've got all sorts of them. We're up through. The season's going to run until December 16th. We'll be on every week right here on Twitter. X, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't fucking know anymore. Um... And it will be recorded, right, Jake? You're recording. I am recording. And all of these okay. will be up on any of the major podcast platforms. Yes. And we hit some pretty big milestones over the summer with the show. We, we landed in Russia, Italy, Germany. Yeah. We get, Those are all. And, and we, we had a lot of downloads over the summer. It was awesome. Yeah. It's really good. I'm really excited for it. I'm excited to see where season two takes us. Brandon, I do have one little thing to add in um, as a little topic of conversation. In our midst, and I won't say who it is, Uh is a very, very talented author-illustrator. And so I think it would be really interesting to talk about graphic novels and the process of that. Um, Because obviously you're, as a writer, you are also relying on the illustrations to tell a lot of the story. Um, and so the your word count is significantly less than it would be for a standard book. Uh, right. And so I just think that that would be a really cool topic to get into. Yeah, I can put that. I'm guessing it's Mel by that. No. Uh, yeah, I can, we can, we can find it somewhere. We can definitely put that on there. Because I, I, there's books like I have that I think would be a better graphic novel than anything. So I've been wanting to te- find someone out there that can help me with that. But do that We're, let's so. let's be clear here, Brandon. Before that happens, we need to get you an agent. Son of a bitch! I'm gonna do all that. You work. do have to do all of that work because you are so excited about it. Don't act like you're not. But I'm too pretty for that. You are too pretty for that. Being <laughs> pretty is not going to get you what you want in the publishing world. I'm waiting for Chris. He has no comment about me saying I'm pretty. Fine. Whatever. Moving on. Anyways. Chris is quiet right now. It's kind of weird. 
I'm I'm waiting for some like snarky remark, but he's not. Apparently, he can't speak. Did you block him? No, I didn't mute him or anything like that. He's like, no, I've got something. Anyways, yeah, we've got Jake and I spent a lot of time over the summer trying to figure out our schedule, what the seasons are going to be like. So we're going to do four months on, two months off, four months on, two months off. So a season's going to run four months. I'm super excited to do a four season. Season one was six months. Go ahead, Chris. Hi. Can you all hear me now? I have been throwing such quality shade at you for the last, like, ten minutes, and y'all bitches didn't hear me for shit. I'm so <laughs> upset now. Oh, you should be well, <laughs> to get your All that quality here. sass was wasted. Um, wasted. Wasted. Uh, much like my talents. That's okay. Um, I was gonna say, Brandon, I don't need to make sass about the fact you're pretty. You know you're pretty. Rock that good look. Um... Hey. Look, I agreed with you on something today, Brandon. I well, most people agree with me at least once. So I think it's this is an epic milestone, actually. It is because I'm pretty sure that this has never happened. We don't tend to agree on everything, but but I'm rocking this shaved look. It's so much cooler. I I miss, I miss my mullet though. I miss my mullet. I apparently have inspired people by the fact that it. People have figured out that I wear a kilt in the summer because it's too fucking hot for pants in Georgia. And you wear uh, people a kilt? are demanding proof. Yeah, I wear a kilt in the summer. In Good on you. I love it. I can't wear pants in the South, dude. I would die. It's way too hot down here for pants. That totally makes sense to me. But I just love the fact that you wear a kilt. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, no. So before we go, before we go, I'm going to give you because so my employer, who I will not name, them, um, my employer has started to mandate a couple of days required an office. Um, and their reason for doing so is because that's it. Because the dumbest um, reason, you know, it's like because it promotes teamwork. No, it doesn't. We all hate each other. Anyway, um, <laughs> you locked a bunch of people that don't like each other in a room. That's definitely promotes something. Um, anyway. So there is nothing in our company dress code that says I cannot show up in my full Celtic goth attire. Uh, so every day that I have to go in the office, I stroll up with my purple tartan kilt. Um, I did my nails this week, so I had like purple nail polish to match it. Um, I've got like some hell of a boss t-shirts and stuff. It's great. I need a kilt. You do need a kilt, Brandon. I do. I have some hand crocheted hats that I wear in the office. They're super nice. Oh, she fancy. She's oh fancy no. So there. so um my because keep in mind I live in the south, so you know Uber really just part of the country. Uh, my coworkers both love and or admonish me for the fact that my usual attire in the office, in addition to the guilt, is I have a uh, a t-shirt that on the front of it uh, right. is a little demon being summoned, and it just says this meeting could have been an email. Um, and on and the hoodie that I wear on the back of it is like a little like uh, cartoon illustration of two kids reading a book with like a Baphomet demon looming behind them Uh, and it just says reading books opens new worlds I love it love it so I show my adorable demonic clothing to my office building that just 
It makes Love my it. little heart happy that you have so much style. <laughs> I, oh yeah, no, man. Like, I, I will eventually sit down and, like, I will find someone that's actually decent at taking photos to uh, do, like, some author photos of me. Yeah. And, like, but, so, like, my, my usual style um, is either the hoodie that I mentioned. Or I do, like, the classic, like, 90s punk, like, flannel shirt with, like, black t-shirts or band t-shirts. I've got my uh, my Odin's Raven wristband on currently. Uh, my beard is almost long enough that I can braid it again, so. Very Good. nice. Very nice. All right. We're going to start wrapping things up here. Ramit, do we have <laughs> anything else to say? Well, I do want to go over a couple topics that we're going to be discussing because I know there's some, some a couple big ones that I want to <clears throat> go over. We're going to be doing marketing again this for the season. Um, Jake's going to be going over query letters again a couple times. Um, we're going to be talking about audiobooks, world building. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, we're going to – I want to – Get it together, Brandon. I need to get my life together. At one point, we're going to be talking about biographies. So, Kathleen, that is one that you're particularly going to like. Um, and then writing and politics. We're going to talk about cookbooks and, you know, just some seasonal stuff. So, like, horror and horror and Halloween-themed, Stephen King in that episode, world-building. And then we're going to talk about some audiobook stuff, too, as well. We've got a lot planned. We've got a lot planned. I am so excited for this season. It's going to rock. Uh, gonna be because fun. we've got such amazing people that are joining us and it's again this is so much a discussion and this doesn't happen without all of you so please 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 keep coming back week after week because we love having these chats yes definitely all right so on that note i think does anybody have anything else jake we're gonna end a couple minutes i don't know early. questions comments concerns I don't think so. I think we're good. I mean, would you, I have a parting thought for everybody as you go out into the week this week. Um, just remember to hydrate. Remember that if you're having a bad day today, it's okay to rant and talk about it. Um, and if you have the time, always enjoy a good glass of tea. It makes the world better. So, you know, be chill. And we'll see you next week. I feel like he's looking right at me when he says that. <laughs> I, I, I wrote a musical number for you, Brandon. I wrote a musical number for I you. I feel comments. attacked right now. I feel attacked right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, everyone have a good week. We'll be we'll be back next week, next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. All right. Bye. Bye. -bye.